So, I'm like nervous excited to talk about this topic because I feel like it's quite not a heavy topic, but it is a controversial topic. Yeah. Um I put up something recently on my Instagram story and it was about the abortion ban that was happening in the states. Um and I talked about, like, my thoughts about it, how that actually is coming to Canada. Um, but I don't always put my thoughts up on social media. Yeah. And I know you don't like putting your thoughts up on social media. I never do. Um, and it brings up a good question of, like, the way social media is now used um, as a way to kind of, like, do your, like, social justice work for the day. <laughs> Hi friends, my name's Nadine. And my name is Thadini. And welcome to You Know What I Mean. So I have, I've like talked about this before on our Instagram. Well, <clears throat> sorry i've talked about this before in our instagram episode where i have this love-hate relationship with instagram yeah and one of the things that i said that i liked about it was that it gives everybody kind of like a chance to say what they want to say mm-hmm. um and you you kind of are able to get your point across like find a community etc i don't always post on social media when it comes to like issues that i care about um why don't i always post Honestly, I'm not sure. Sometimes I'm like, this isn't worth my effort. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't something that I feel like I need to be particularly vocal about in this space. But there are a few times where I have posted about it. And I think that social media is, has kind of become like this place where you talk about your opinions or, or you talk about what whatever the trendy topic is, but you talk about it and then you move on. Yeah. It's like Coney 2012. <laughs> Shout out Rilla if you're listening because you were so into it. You were like, this is not a fad, but it's a mission. Stop playing and get to work. <laughs> I love oh you. God, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Coney 2012. Bring it back. This is Coney 2012. This is Coney 2012. But, but honestly, it is. It like is is that same mentality, but blown up because social media is just so much more active. Sorry, I'm still thinking about this. <laughs> like, people were ordering shirts. Like, it was going okay, nuts. People in our high school were like, like getting mad if you were like, I don't know or I don't I'm support. Not- They're like, what do you mean you don't support Coney 2012? I was like, what is Coney 2012? Leave me alone. What did she say? She was literally, I saw it recently because it came up in, like, my Facebook memories, but it was, like, this is not a joke. Like, stop playing and get to work. Or, like, <laughs> love you, Rilla, if you're listening. You are our best friend. You really are. Anyways, I kind of feel like it's become a thing where people are, like, oh, I'm going to put up the status about what I have to say and then I leave it. Um, yeah. And in, in some ways, like, I see the benefit of that because <sighs> – because the way I think about it is, is I think it, you people should take a stance. I think if you don't say anything or you don't do anything, you're automatically taking the side of power, mm-hmm. what the side that's in power. So in that sense, like I kind of understand the importance of speaking out, and even if that is just speaking out. But at the same time, 
like you do this, you don't like to, you don't like to put it up on social media, but you'll go and donate. Yeah, I think my biggest thing was with posting about it on social media is because for me at least, um, I don't use it as a way to speak my mind in terms of things that are political, religious, etc. Because I find that if I do, it's not coming from a place of, um, it's it's not genuine. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just doing it because everybody else is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I need to post my two cents of where I stand on the topic by reposting something that someone else has actually taken the time and effort to come up with. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times I struggle with that because of something that you said. It's if you're not, at least this is how you are made to feel sometimes. If you don't say something. Mm-hmm then you're silent. And if you're silent, then that's even worse than being vocal about being on another side. You know what I mean? Because at least if you stand it, let's say, for example, this abortion ban. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I'm I'm pro-choice. I didn't post anything about it, but I really struggled with that because I, by not posting something about this that so heavily affects women... I felt like I was silently taking a stand with the other side. Yeah. Which was absolutely not my intention. No. And, but that being said, like, you did donate. Exactly. So I think, like, there are other ways, like, I think if, if social media, at least this is, this is what I would like to believe, if you're not going to publicly take a stand, then you need to support, you said this, you got to put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. You need to go and support the things that you stand by. Yeah. Whether it's volunteering, whether it's donating, whether it's taking the time to to become more educated about it. Yeah. I think that even even that is going and showing your support. Mm-hmm. I think I feel like it gets tough um, because on one hand, on one hand, it's great that people kind of come out like in masses and can support something and can totally. can voice their concerns about what is going on but at the other like on the other end it becomes a little bit like of it just becomes like tokenistic like that's the word tokenism like it it just it's like I'm doing it for the sake of doing it I'm doing it to be like I support but truly when I close that app or when I after I finished posting that I don't engage with that topic anymore right I'm not thinking about it I'm not donating like you did I'm not doing anything Mm -hmm. and I think like I think that's when it kind of becomes problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, not not problematic, but it, it just becomes, like, not enough. It becomes insignificant. What's the impact that you're What's making? What's the impact that you're making? Um, and this is actually... Another part of this is that I feel like social media also makes it very easy, the way that it's used now, to co-opt an issue that's not necessarily yours. Right. To talk about or co-opt. An example of this is when people talk about an experience or something that they identify with and talk about it like it's everybody's experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they'll literally take something that they do, a culture that they identify with, whatever the case may be, and talk about it or promote it um, or do the opposite of promote it. And, mm-hmm. and what's the opposite of promote? Like, talk badly about it. Like, demote? Demote. Demote it. I don't... You you know what I mean. Um, The word is in my mind. 
And now it's going to bother me. Defamate it. Yeah, essentially. Um, Because, and then they kind of use that as, like, a universal experience. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that's when it becomes very, very tricky. Because when it, as it, although it's good that social media is giving you a voice. Mm Mm-hmm. You should use that voice as your voice, not as a voice to silence. Yes. You absolutely should always use it responsibly. Yeah. Your voice is the most powerful tool that you have. You need to know. I think that's the thing. I think that's actually what holds me back sometimes from posting on social media. Not just about like, yes, like I don't want to just repost something for the sake of reposting it. But I think you do an incredible job of of coming up with things to say that make people think and are so incredibly intellectual like what you posted on what you posted about the abortion ban I I like texted you about it today yeah like a full 24 hours later and was like I'm still thinking about what you said and that's what actually like it's funny you said that I was thinking like I was thinking like how I was thinking about what I would say next in this conversation yeah and it's true like I know that there are people who look at my stories who don't who don't actually engage with these topics yeah or who don't actually think about what I, don't think about these issues. Mm-hmm. And my purpose, or something that I hope to at least do with posting these stories, is have those people look at it and be like, mm, I'm going to think twice about that. Yeah. I'm going to think a couple times about that. Um, and that's something that I think, like, I try to do in, like, my everyday life, too. Right. When we talk about using your voice responsibly, I remember when the... New Zealand mosque shooting happened. Yeah. And it was so horrific. It was. And it is. It was especially horrific because I, I'm Muslim. Mm-hmm. And my family's Muslim. And so this hit a little close to home thinking, you know, what if this was, God, God forbid, like, touch, touch wood, my dad, you know, or someone from my family. But I didn't post anything about it on social media because I felt like... What I was reading and what I was seeing, a lot, a lot of people were talking about, you know, the, they were talking about how the, the Muslim community is a marginalized community, yep. um, how they're always a target. And as much as I wanted to contribute to that conversation, when I think of who I am and, and what, I, what I look like yeah. to society, I, um, people wouldn't think that I'm Muslim it wouldn't be their first guess and so I think for me to talk about how being Muslim or how it's a you know we're a marginalized community I felt like it would almost be a disservice to people who actually go through being in a marginalized community does that make sense like yes like you felt like you were taking up space exactly in a place where you wouldn't have been able to give the most like you would be taking away power exactly like I yes I am I'm part of that community but I'm white at the end of the day I still hold some sort of privilege unfortunately and power over someone who wears a hijab yeah so to to go and make that stance and say that I felt like I wasn't getting I wouldn't be getting the message across yeah and that I wouldn't be using my voice responsibly I would have to use it in a way that's more 
more I hold my my religion very close to my heart I hold my faith very privately maybe it's something where I have to be more open about me being Muslim maybe it's something that I need to express more you know it's something that I can share and educate maybe that's what my voice can be so I was having this internal battle mm-hmm. over I remember. if I should post on social media or not yeah because I, I felt like I was like this like <laughs> like fake you know, like I yeah. just, I, it felt very fake not to say something, but then it felt fake to, to say, say something. something. Well, I think you bring up like a really good point here because I think that this is something in in a, in a slightly different way that all like social active movements, social mm-hmm. active, social justice mm-hmm. movements, um, kind of struggle with. For example, when people talk about feminism, and I'm just talking about it largely, when people talk about feminism, there's white feminism, and then there's like the feminism that we strive for. Yes. I actually feel like I know where you're going with it. Yeah. This. And and I think that it becomes the, the when it becomes tricky is when white feminism like supersedes feminism for all, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I think in in that sense and and this also comes up with like men in feminism. Mm-hmm. It's always like a struggle because you're like I don't want men to be the face of this. But at the same time, you need allyship. And I think if you can use your power to create a space mm-hmm. where people who are m- marginalized in, in more or different ways than you mm-hmm. can bring their voice out or can say what they want to say and have a platform to say it through the power that you have, mm-hmm. then you're doing a good job. Um, and I think like, that's something like so going back to my um example of like white feminism white feminism is when white women fight for feminism but in a way that's very unique to them to Mm -hmm. white women um and while everybody is kind of aligned in fighting for feminism what you're fighting for ends up being different because because of your different identities what you what you want I mean, what you want in the end is is the same, but you have like nuances about it. Totally, I'm thinking like when you're when you talk about that, I think of of equal pay. Yeah, um, and how exactly? Yeah, like as women, as women, yes, like the pay is not equal in comparison to men, but white women are closer to it than than a, any like women of color. Yeah, any anyone from like a non white background. background. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I think like if you are somebody who is within a marginalized group but has some intersection of power, mm-hmm. whether that's through your race, whether that's through your financial background, whether that's whatever it may be, mm-hmm. um, I think the how, like how you can use that for good, even if you feel like you yourself don't want to com- participate in this conversation. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Someone's like freaking fast and furious outside. Anyways, and it's like on a street in a neighborhood. It's not even like yeah, it's, it's not a even highway. Like, yeah, whatever. Um, how you can be a good ally is to create a space for those people to have a voice and use yeah. your power to give them power. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which so like I don't know. I'm not like I don't know exactly how you would do that, but mm-hmm. but also like I think you do have a right to talk about your experience. You don't need me to tell you that, but like you yeah. know what I mean, like. Whether that's, like, as long as you don't, which is, like, kind of what we were saying earlier, like, as long as you don't paint the whole 
paint everybody's experience through yours. Yep. Um, I think you have a complete right to talk about your feelings or your experience. For sure. For sure. I think, though, that's... The, but, but I think that's... You kind of hit the nail on the head. I think that's exactly... I think that's the main... And I, I, I think... I never. I was going to bring this up, but never actually said it. But I think the one of the main causes of or reasons why I don't end up saying something on social media is because I can't formulate exactly what I want to say. Yeah. Because all I'm seeing are other people's opinions and words, which is great. Um, but they almost cloud my Yours. own exactly ability to to form a a reasonable and logical text. For and by yourself. Exactly. Yeah. I think... Um, and I think... Sorry. And I think that's... Uh, I, I think you do a really good job of that. I think you, you can separate yourself from what you see and take a step back and go, okay, but I know based on my own education of the topic that this is what it is and this is how I feel and, mm-hmm. and thus, <laughs> therefore... <laughs> This is how I'm going to word what I want to say about it. Yeah. Whereas I always feel like I could always be more educated on the topic. Like mm-hmm. I hesitate to say what I want to say because I feel like there's an area where I could learn more before saying something. Do you know what I mean? Totally. I'm, I think in the social media space, I'm very much look before I leap. Yeah. Well, I think that is definitely the like I'm just thinking about people who literally know nothing and post all the time and like are so unaware of like the effect that it has whether as an influencer this is such a hot topic (laughs) for me I cannot when influencers post on social media about a topic that they know nothing about I'm like you as somebody in the public eye have a responsibility to know what you are promoting, to know what you are standing behind, because all of these people are going to follow you, and a lot of them will do it blindly. You're going to bring up Firefest. And no, I was going to throw back. And no, I was going to bring up the whole, this whole thing about, like, the cancel culture. Yes, yes, we were even talking about it a couple like days ago. Like, this whole, there's this whole James Charles Tati something thing, which I honestly, I don't really keep up with either but it's been blowing up everywhere but what I really want to bring up about it is this whole idea of cancel culture because this Tati girl released a video and was talking about her uh, fallout with James Charles and who is like a huge makeup star who's huge makeup star yeah blogger yeah I honestly I have no idea but she was saying how I don't even know. I didn't even watch the 40-minute video to tell you the truth. But (laughs) basically, she paints this, like, negative portrayal of him. He loses so many followers. He's, quote-unquote, canceled. Yeah. And then a few days later, or I think, like, I think it was, like, a week later, she released another video being, like, I wish people just had more compassion to see the other, you know, who were able to come to their own opinion of things. But it's, like, um, sorry, it's... I totally agree. I, I do think that people should have more compassion in general and should have the ability to take a step back and formulate their own opinion. But if you have a massive following of, especially of a generation that's 
much younger. And and learns from social media. And learns from social media. Their source of education is social media. You're going to be their source. They're going to follow you no matter what you say. Yeah. They're going to trust you and your opinion, and then they're going to roll with it. Yeah. And I think that's an example of, of not using your voice responsibly. No, not at all. And I think... despite like i don't like this is this is aside from like whatever she's said and whatever he's done you know i think that if there's like a a public feud i think you i think if there's a feud you should deal with it privately don't speak on it publicly because exactly it's no it's not just about the two of them then it's become about everybody exactly um also if she's talking about being compassionate why wasn't she more compassionate mic drop mic drop (laughs) Post on your Insta story, please. Like, <laughs> every time, like, I will just go on and on. Anyone who's lucky enough to follow Tarini, like, oh she gosh. drops these words of wisdom I screenshot every time she, like, speaks up about something. One time, uh, Vogue. Yes. I was going to say this story. Put up I mean, this. Get uh, me on this. <laughs> put up this article about the um, the women that the Jonas Brothers are married to. And I can't remember the title of the article exactly, but it was something along the lines of, It was of like, like <laughs> I, she remembers. I will tell you. It was like what the Jonas wives do. Jonas wives? Jonas wives. That's cancel culture. I'm canceling that. <laughs> no, it's that not even like, canceling. which totally discredits who they are as women, in, as individual women. Yeah. As so, very successful individual in, women. Yeah, and in, their, in, and in their own way. Yeah. Um, in and for themselves exactly so Tarini put up this thing and I I think it was just so brilliantly worded and I think she had such a good point but anyway I won't dive into it um no I so kind of going back I think that if two things one I think that if you are a follower you have to have you need to be educated on what you're talking about Mm -hmm. like you just really do so one like if you're taking a stand on something be it like I, I I wish that people were more educated about it because people do follow blindly. Mm-hmm. The second thing that really bothers me, that really bothers me, <laughs> that people do on social media or in general, they'll be like, "Hey, follow this. Hey, do this. Hey, look at this." And I'm like, "What are you promoting?" Like. I don't know if we've talked about this in a different episode, but I'm just going to bring it up again. I was with one of my friends, um, and he was like, you should listen to this comedian. And uh, I was like, okay, who is it? And he's like, you know what? Actually, never mind. Don't listen. And I was like, um, okay, like, why? And he was like, that comedian was either, like, convicted or, like, had allegedly sexual assaulted somebody. And I was like, then why are you listening to them? Like, literally, why are you listening to them? And, like, we got into this debate about, he was, like, his argument was stupid. I don't even care if he's listening. This was a stupid freaking argument. He was, like, the pleasure that I get out of listening to this is greater than the harm that has come out of him doing that. And I was, like, are you listening to yourself? (laughs) Whatever. But this is something that, like, on a larger scale that I think people will find more, like, relatable is how Drake supports Baka Not Nice. Yeah. Do you remember when we went to, um... OVO Fest. Yeah. And they brought him out and everyone was cheering and you and I were silent. I was like, no, Baka Not Nice has been, like, charged, has gone mm. to jail, which 
people going to jail for sexual assault isn't even as common as it should be. It wasn't even just sexual assault. It, was it like wasn't even just sexual sex assault. Sex trafficking. It was sex trafficking. It was freaking human trafficking. It was assault. It was like battery charges. Like there are so many charges and I'm like, and and Drake supports him. He's like, my brother, Baka Not Nice. And I'm like, no, your brother, Baka Not Nice is a criminal. Like legit Baka Not Nice. Yeah. As in he's not nice as in go to jail. Yeah. Like <laughs> you, and it's like, and people aren't going to people listening to Drake aren't going to, like, necessarily do their research and be informed on all of the bad mm-hmm. things that he's done. But they're going to be like, oh, haha, yeah, I'm going to continue to support him. Well, they would, like, exactly. They wouldn't do their research. They wouldn't even think twice. They would just be like, oh, this they guy. They wouldn't is, even think once. This Let's guy <laughs> is being promoted by Drake. He, you, you know what I mean? Like, they're not going to do a full background check. No, if they're not going to do a police check on him. Yeah. Although they should. But that's what I mean. Like, and, and, and people, like... We'll continue to listen to his music. <laughs> what the heck? People will continue to listen to his music. People will continue to be like, yeah, Baka Not Nice. His stuff plays on the radio. And I'm like, what are you promoting? Like, Change as a radio a, station. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally, though, as a society, what are we promoting? What are we saying? That the, the two minutes of satisfaction that we get out of a good song outweighs the bad that this person has done in, in this case, human trafficking, sex trafficking, sexual assault, mm-hmm. battery violence. Like, really, what are you saying? And that happens so often when 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 people in positions of power, like, promote someone or something. And I'm like, this person does not deserve to be, to have this much power. Mm-hmm. Like, they truly do not deserve to have this much power. They are not, they are harming people. Mm-hmm. Like, people are being harmed by this. Like, and can you imagine being one of the people that was, like, sexually assaulted by Baka Not Nice? And going to OVO Fest? And going, well... <laughs> That would be awful. That'd be so awful. But, but, like, listening to his stuff on the radio. Yeah. Or, and, and you know what? Like, not feeling like maybe they could come out because they would, like, Baka Not Nice's, like, fan base would, like, freaking attack them. They don't yeah. have enough money to go up against Baka Not Nice with his, like, affiliations with Drake. Yeah. I'm really going all in. But I, it really does bother me because yeah. I feel like celebrities and people with positions of power, especially in something as open and visible as Instagram, need to hold themselves more accountable, and they don't. And I'm not saying you have to be a role model to people. Mm-hmm. But know that people look up to you and be like, what I support is going to be... It's like propaganda, almost, in that, like... Not in that, like, it's fake, but that it's going to be, like, mass distributed. Right. So be mindful with what you're promoting. How do you feel when people... So, like, we'll go back to this. Um, the... the What we were talking about with the, the abortion ban. Yeah. So many people were talking about it yesterday on their, their Instagram yeah. story, but it was more so of a it would be like a single repost of the same viral thing going around yeah what did i feel about this i'm like okay well at least it's like helping to get the word out but actually there's this instagram account it's called like the that toronto guy cody you do know i've like shown you his like yeah his videos he's like this random toronto guy who makes like funny like videos essentially uh, and he posted something, and I was really surprised that he had spoken out about it. And he was like, I don't remember what it was, but I think it was the picture with all of the senators mm-hmm. um, who passed this bill or something. And, he, and, then, and then in the comments, he had written, like, personally, I think that if you aren't, if a woman isn't responsible, then she should, or it, it was something like if the woman has 
sex, then she's responsible for that. Like, as in saying he was, like, not pro-choice. And I was like... But isn't that a little misleading? It is, it is. But he was like, but in the cases of rape or whatever, like, then in that case, then it's fine to have an abortion. Okay. And I was like, you still think, in that situation, you're saying that... It takes two to tango. Like, mm-hmm. that's literally what I think of. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it takes two to tango. Like, yeah. it's not just a woman who freaking impregnated herself. <laughs> she wasn't just yeah. like, oh, gonna do it for fun. Yeah. And also having an abortion, I can only imagine it's not an easy thing to do. No. It's not like something you just go have a quick, it's not like you're going to get a haircut and you're bad, it's a bad haircut and you're like, oh, womp womp. Yeah. Like, it's not like that. It's very hard. Like, people go to therapy. People have, like... Like, there is stress and mental health mm-hmm. and physical health-related trauma with that. The, all, and which is all to say, like, the way that people are talking... I, I honestly unfollowed him. Because the way that people oh. are talking about him were, like... Talking about it, and the way that he was talking about it was, like, well, it's a woman's responsibility. She had sex. And I was like, you are pro-choice, but only... Like... Only this, when she was, she never chose to be in the situation she was yeah, in. Yeah, but I'm like, but if, like, for example, if... Does that make sense? I don't know. If, no, it did. Like, if there's a pregnancy that comes from rape, right? Mm-hmm. This woman doesn't want to have a baby. Mm-hmm. How is the woman not wanting to have a baby? How is that different than any other situation in which a woman is pregnant and doesn't want to have the baby? At the end of the day, the woman does not want to have this baby and mm-hmm. cannot, maybe does not, whatever the reasons are, care for this baby. Whether it's financial, whether it's... Whatever. Whatever it is. Like, you don't need to justify it. Mm-hmm. Why is that different? And so I think, like, with him, like, I was surprised that he posted that because I was like, oh, I didn't think that he would be vocal on this issue. Yeah. And then it was kind of anticlimactic because he was vocal on it, but I don't agree with what he said. Yeah. And I and I think it's quite damaging because people are going to follow it and be like, yeah, I'm pro-choice, but you're not. So then I think, but I think you bring up something that's interesting. I think if we think, though, about something that's less polarized, Mm -hmm. pro-choice versus pro-life, and think of a topic, like, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but maybe one where the line isn't as defined and people don't know where they stand, but everyone's talking about it on social media. Wouldn't you want, like, a difference of opinion to be floating around? Totally. But I think that, like... I think that, again, like, this is, like, not with the... No, no. Like, I totally, like, get what you're saying. Like, it's not something as, like... The abortion ban is very polarized. You're either here... Or you're there. Or you're there. There's no, like, hmm... Where am I? Like, (laughs) this this Cody guy is, like, he's, like, trying to be, like, circumstantial. Yeah. It's kind of, you either are or you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I, I totally know what you mean. I think that when they're like I think it's great to have like even this Tati thing Mm -hmm. like that's like something where you can be either or yeah um and I'm like I think it's great like I think having like open conversation nothing bad's gonna come out of having open conversation even in something as polarizing as as like the abortion ban like I think if you're creating conversation it's still a good thing like you may get very frustrated by the end of it but it's still good to have that conversation um 
But I, I think it becomes problematic when people just take what people say as, like, the truth. Yeah. And so, like, I think, like, this is something, like, we had said earlier. But it's just, like, people nowadays use Instagram and social media to learn. Mm-hmm. Like, it's become, like, a source of dissemination of information that people take as the truth. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, you really, really have to... To, to be conscientious of it. Exactly. I remember um, hearing this quote once on TV from uh, like an older U.S. senator. And he said, everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but not their own facts. And I always think about that every time I see somebody posting something about social med- on social media about a certain topic. Um, and they word what they want to say or they word their opinion as a fact. Yes. I think that's something else that that needs to be really taken cautiously because to your point, everybody, you're going to have people who follow you blindly and you're going to have people who really trust everything you say. Yeah. And so in that, you need to be responsible with how you separate opinion and fact. Yeah. Like a kind of like a smaller version was when the whole like Beyonce, Jay-Z cheating scandal went Mm -hmm. like broke and, uh, People thought that Rachel with the good hair. Oh, it's not even Rachel. It's <laughs> Becky, Becky with, with the good hair. Was Rachel. Was Rachel Ray? Um, yeah, the chef. The chef. Yeah. And wh- I don't, like, I don't know who said it. One person from the, like, quote unquote, beehive, beehive, mm-hmm. I don't know, said it. And then everybody jumped on it yeah. and was, like, spamming this freaking poor chef's Instagram. And she was like, I'm just trying to make some, like, cakes. I'm just trying to make some she sliders. Like, yeah, she, like, like, commented on, like, a picture of these beef sliders. It was so, it was really funny. But also shows you, to your point, like, the dangers of yeah. of having this, like, cult following. And, like, and like I'm sure that people, she got death threats. Oh, 100%. She got death threats. People probably were like, I'm going to leak your personal information. I'm going to hack you. It is you. Good, But, so, there and, are. Sorry, 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 one more thing. Beyonce never said anything about it. Beyonce didn't come out and was like, hey, everybody. yeah. Can we please relax this poor with this poor girl? She's just trying to like live her like best cooking life. That's true. That's true. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Keep no. Going. Well, I, I was gonna say like on the subject of this like really intense fandom. So it was Jessie Cruikshank, um, and anyone who doesn't follow her, uh, you have to follow her. She's so funny, <laughs> she and is really she funny. really I think she does a really good job at bringing up really important topics, but in a in a humorous kind of way. Mm-hmm. It's like very lighthearted, but she. Um, I think she called out Shawn Mendes, or she her, said yeah. something about Shawn Mendes and the quote-unquote Mendes army full-on, like, attacked, attacked her. her yeah. on social media. And it was so shocking to see, like, they will go the extra mile. Yeah, just, this and, is what they choose to go the extra mile Yeah, for. and so she was saying, um, she had reached out to this girl or she had interviewed her uh someone from the mendez army and they were saying how they have a leader who tells them okay now this person said this person was talking shit about sean mendez go and like go after this person and they just yeah they follow blindly that's terrifying but it also just goes back to the whole point of like people need to be aware of what they're putting up like Mm -hmm. i think that's just what it all comes down to is like people either don't realize or don't care for, like, the following that they have. And they just go, they tr- they treat Instagram like it's a personal Instagram, which it is, but it's followed so heavily. Mm-hmm. Like, you just, you can't, you can't just have it as, like, a, oh, I'm just going to post whatever I want and the end. 
you have to be conscientious of the of the you have to be conscientious of the the size of the internet and the depth of the it. depth of it and where your voice can go and, pre- and and like if you are comfortable with that then that's great you just have to be prepared to stand by what you say yeah um and i think like another big thing is if you think about all of the energy like truly think about like the mendez Army. army or like the beehive mm-hmm. or whatever the arianator i don't know like whatever the heck they're all called like imagine if these people took this energy if if these leaders like led this energy into something of substance yeah versus trying to say you like talk shit about beyonce i'm gonna like cancel quote unquote you yeah you like said something about ariana grande i'm gonna like literally send you death threats yeah like think about the energy that goes to waste there i know you were nervous about how this conversation was gonna go (laughs) but i i do i do think that it's it's important to talk about things like this because it's as important as it is for people to be sharing their opinion i think like we said it's important to know the responsibility that we all have Mm -hmm. with our voice yeah and I, I think whether or not you, not everyone can care about everything. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, there are things people care about more than others. And as long as you're using your voice and your power, even if you think it's just you, like, you still have power. You as a follower have power. As long as you're using that responsibly, that's all you can do. 